everybody and welcome to another episode of Crap TV that stands for Carolina Ranting at Patrick. As always, the same old Carolina over here. What about you, Patrick? The same old Patrick or a new Patrick? <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm reborn again, actually. I'm a brand new man because our amazing ladies of Potomac are back and I could not be more thrilled. I feel like I have been baptized along the river of the, you know, that separates Potomac and Maryland <laughs> from Virginia. And it is just, it is thrilling. I am so glad to have these ladies back in my life. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is the very first premiere episode of the new season, which is another bonus for our listeners because uh, we finally convinced Carolina to get on the Potomac train, which took many, many weeks of uh, begging and pleading. But I got to ask right off the bat, we're at one episode in and what do you think? I'm a virgin and I am sold. <laughs> I can't get enough. I want it. I want it all. I'm telling you, these ladies are... I. They're they're great. I mean, I I cannot say it enough good things. And if you are sleeping on Potomac, get on. You know, stop and smell the cherry blossoms because Potomac is back, and these ladies are bringing it already. This is crazy because it starts just like a good old New Jersey episode with yes. a dramatic thing that we don't know what's gonna happen. But it's like somebody's pulling hair, somebody's screaming, the police is coming. What is going on in oh, here? Yeah. <laughs> this season is gonna jump off, and I, I remember a few things made the headlines. So I'm glad that they kind of did the same thing with Jersey, since like we kind of already know certain elements. But I can't wait to see it play out. And so what's interesting is you're also kind of seeing this through very fresh eyes. Fresh Whereas ice. I recall some of the conflicts of the previous seasons between the ladies, and it's going to be interesting to see how they bubble up and how you know we are able to move forward. But these ladies are such a fun watch, and and they're all also so stunningly beautiful. I cannot take my eyes off of them. They're beautiful ladies, and they're they're fun and funny, and they've. Um, I mean, Giselle's got some one-liners that will make you laugh throughout the season. And Karen, the Grand Dame of Potomac, <laughs> is a truly insane character, and I love her. Listen, I'm going to tell you, um, I'm coming in this with virgin eyes. I knew nothing about them. Of course, I knew who Giselle and Karen was because I watch Watch What Crappens, and every yes. now and then they're, you know, they're there. And I know about Michael and his alleged, you know, oh, yeah. homosexuality kind of thing. But I don't know much details. Like, that's all I know about Botanic. And I did watch, you know, they have, like, How We Got Here episode or something like that. And it really... Crack me up, Karen. I could already feel that she is so extra when she oh, yeah. compares her husband to like Bill Gates. She's like, My husband <laughs> yeah. is the black Bill Gates. I'm like, Really? Those are some big <laughs> shoes to fill. Is your husband a billionaire? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't believe this. She's so extra and she will, and that that is partly why she makes such great television because she just is over the top in everything and she kind of just commands a room even if it doesn't really warrant it like she also doesn't the other great thing why she's such a great housewife is she lacks the self-awareness that others have to kind of like read the situation whereas like for her it is like she is so one track about certain things and i mean i will never forget in a previous season where she called a press conference to basically just berate her friends <laughs> And I mean, like, we're talking like a little hotel boardroom, you know, conference room style. And I mean, it was a wild scene. But that is that is the Grand Dame. I can tell that the Grand Dame has zero self-awareness. Zero. It. 
Yes. <laughs> and I love it. I'm here. Oh, for yeah. It. And she is. And, and the other funny thing that I, I've also like, I'm kind of giggling like throughout the season is, you know, she's all in on her fragrance um, empire that she's trying to build with La Dame fragrance. Oh, um, yeah. The, so the, name, the name by itself. It's, <laughs> it's regal. It's everything you want it to be. But the funniest thing was that for the longest time, it was very similar to um, She by Sheree and that we heard all about this fragrance. We never saw it. We never smelled it. It was always in development. And then at the final like launch party, she basically just had like a sample that was behind glass. <laughs> Holy moly. And so, yeah. And so she sprang it. And so the only other funny thing was um, our esteemed colleagues over at Bitch Sesh, were eight, they bought it. And so, and they were kind of doing a live um, kind of, take on the, the scent notes of it. And they basically said it smelled like gasoline. Like it was a horrible <laughs> fragrance. So like the funniest thing is like, it's going to be a central theme because these, you know, that's her business. You know, our, our beautiful ladies, they always, they, they've got their empires. They're all pushing something. And so I think we're going to hear a lot about La Dame this season. Oh, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I would like to see how heavy she comes into this. Is she going to be casual like Ramona where she just put it on the side of the table for the cameras <laughs> to glance at it or is she gonna be Bethany when we all see is this perfume all over it I, I think I we're can't... gonna see I think we're gonna see a nice mix of that I think we're <laughs> gonna get some some very heavy kind of skinny girl marketing references um, I mean we already had a couple throughout this first episode so I think if we're already in episode one and I think I should we should probably like have a running tally of how many times she says la dame uh, <laughs> throughout the season and uh, and come back with with um with a there final tally. I'm but all for it. Is, yeah, but it is great to see her back in Potomac. So for those who maybe haven't watched, um, a, a big point of contention in previous seasons was where Karen lived. And so did she actually own her house? She had the, she was renting these places. Um, she didn't want the ladies to see other parts of the house. And then there's all these rumors that they were just unfurnished rooms. Um, so, <laughs> which, you know, you never know what to believe. But um, so this, so I think when she mentions that she's back in Potomac, um, her and Ray have this new house. And it's so interesting that it's just right down the street from Monique's uh, palatial estate. I I love Monique's house. I mean, that place I love her is, baby. It's so cute. So cute. All of her kids are precious. Um, I think Monique is a stunning beauty. And I mean, she's so gorgeous. And um, yeah, her kids are absolutely precious. But we need to talk about the bird. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so T'Challa <laughs> is my new favorite character. Um, I think that in like the trope of animals that housewives collect, um, this, I mean, T'Challa could be the jiggy of the East Coast. I mean, I think there's some potential there. The, I mean, this is crazy. And I only say this because my aunt, she has one of this. And these oh, animals okay. are wild. I'm they sure. don't shut up. They, the one that my aunt has, and it has nothing to do with botanic. <laughs> this thing screams all day long because he oh. wants to be pet. It's like the most needy animal I ever seen. So when I saw that oh. bird, like I got PTSD. I'm like, oh my I'm god, sure. no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. I love that she has a leash for him, and that he's basically housebroken. I mean, it is <laughs> like I think that also. I think for someone who's never seen him before, is such a great tone to set. When you see a woman putting a leash on a bird to go visit a friend, it's like, you know that you're in for something really good. This is crazy. If this is how this we're coming. This is crazy. Yes. So, and the, the face Karen made, that was exactly my face. Like, yeah. if you show up to my house <laughs> with a bird on your, like, I'd be like, what? What's, what's going 
doing oh, yeah. here? I think that also too, what's great about these ladies is they are so expressive and I think they're going to give us a lot of memes. I think they're going to give us just a lot of content to be following our Instagram, which is a shameless plug. If you're not following us, um, what are you, you waiting know, for? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I, we cannot wait to populate it with, uh, with scenes from Potomac because these ladies just give it to us, uh, you know, every which way. And, and I, I can't get enough of and it. And it's funny because I did see some of these memes of like people with like birds and they were like back to, put, and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. And now obviously it now you're in. makes sense. And I'm the like, secret all language. right, <laughs> here we are. So they have this conversation about like, you know, the grand dam going back to, you know, Potomac and all that. And apparently right. she has some troubles with Ray. Yes. Apparently there is a little bit of like, you know, age difference that now is catching up. Yes. And she, in previous seasons, has always been like very, you know, insistent on like how solid they are. I mean, she, I mean, you heard her in this season, too, or this episode, she's going to fight for her man. So, you know, I think that Ray is slowing down a little bit. We don't see him too, too often. He's a bit of a... Um, uh, Tom Girardi kind of figure in that okay. like you know he's there you see him but he doesn't really get too much in the fray he can't do they have any kids together they do they do okay. have a couple of kids but they're grown and they're they're out of the house um but yeah but I mean so not right now I'm, I'm pretty sure they have kids I could be wrong because we don't really see them in the way okay. that that we do like the other or maybe like Ray has some kids I can't fully remember because really it's all about La Dame like the <laughs> Grand Dame is uh, the grand dame is, is is kind of front and center at all times versus like the other ladies, they're a little bit younger. So we do see like their children a little bit more, um, you know, like like Giselle's daughters are, I think they're they're beautiful girls and they're they're going to be they're I fun. I thought that was a very interesting dynamic yes. of their daughters not being happy with her and her hus- ex-husband, which is the father of the kids getting right. back together. I thought, I thought that, that was, was really interesting weird. too. I thought that was interesting too. And I wonder if part of it is also just because they were divorced when they were so young. I think Giselle said they were divorced like 12 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is really funny because in previous seasons, we've also seen her kind of looking for love because she always had such, um, you know, it was a real sore spot to talk about her ex-husband because of the cheating and he's a pastor. And I think there was some like embarrassment, obviously, and fallout. Um, And she was with this guy, Sherman, for a, a long while as well. And they kind of had this you know, fraught dynamic of just like intense, like passion, but then he kind of like backed away. And so Sherman was always kind of this like other figure as well in Giselle's life that you were kind of rooting for because she really did want to be with someone, especially that her kids were getting a little bit older. Um, But yeah, I thought that was really interesting because in past seasons, I mean, she's not spoken well of, of Pastor Jamal. Listen, and I'm waiting to talk about something in here. And, and I'm sorry if this is going to ruffle some feathers, but Let's talk about Giselle's house style. What is. is going on with that red leather couch? Oof. And what's going on in there? <laughs> when I first saw that like fuchsia accent wall, I kind of went, uh-oh. And I mean, because that was the other thing. The house was a big deal for her last season and kind of like buying this place. Um, I don't know if it was like a short sale, but like when we were touring through it with Robin, like you could tell that this was a fixer upper. So mm-hmm. she wanted her girl, like they were in a townhome before and she wanted, you know, a great space like for her girl. So that represented a big step for her in being able to buy this place like on her own for her family to fix it up. So it was kind of like, oh, like I can't wait to see like what this will be because you could tell it had some interesting bones and but it needed a lot of work. And then so to open on it. 
with that fuchsia accent wall was tough. Nothing I mean, matched. Like the dining room tables oof. and the bar stools that she got. There was like, I was just like, I was very confused. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Is she getting rid of some of this furniture? Like <sighs> that, that yeah. shot of like that red leather couch with like that crazy rug and like that, you know, red solo. Ch- I, I was confused. Yeah. It I reminded was confused. Me, oh yeah. It, it, it reminded me of like an Ashley furniture home store, like in a very like rural town where it's like, like new collection just in like and I don't want to sound like a snob but yeah but all that stuff was just it, it was like and, and I mean but then she said like and that was the hard part because I do think like Giselle is a beautiful woman and like and she she just always like looks like I mean she's beautiful and I think even in her clothes like you see like she seems to have some elements of style like in the way that she carries herself but it clearly did not translate to that fixer upper I mean that was <laughs> That was tough to watch. I mean, and don't, don't call it a fixer up because I don't want her coming from us here. As she got really upset with like the other girl. I think it's true. Uh, what was her name? Candice tweeting oh, yeah. about her. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I mean, and, and and it's tough because I think that for her it was pro- it was it did represent a big step. But and whereas like with Candice, which we'll get into because there is a whole lot to unpack with Miss Candice. Lord, uh, yes, but. <laughs> Candace also kind of like lives in a different world in that she comes from money um, in that her, her parents were, or like her mother is a, is like as a therapist, I believe like, and, and it's crazy because their relationship is extremely fraught. Um, I've seen that many times. Oh uh, yeah. So <laughs> she's, so Miss Dorothy is also a wild character, but um, you know, Candace was Miss USA Um so she was kind of like on the pageant circuit for many years. So like Candace has grown up very privileged. And so I don't think that, and I think that's where her and Giselle also kind of were butting heads because Giselle was doing this on her own. Whereas Miss Dorothy was paying the mortgage on Candace's um, beautiful but townhome. I need a little bit of back information here because yes. growing up privileged, it's fine, but growing up rich, it's a completely different story. Sure. So is she privileged or is she rich? <sighs> Good question. And I, mean, I want to know, for me, rich, let's set yeah, standards. Let's define rich. For, for me, rich will be probably Mauricio's and Kyle's daughters. Okay, no. I don't think that's... there. Uh, no. Okay. She's privileged in, in that case. In that <laughs> okay. case, yeah, no. There's there's not Umansky money from Miss Dorothy. Okay, um, all right. Now, that's... their wedding was beautiful. I mean, I think, like, they definitely had, like, $100,000 wedding. See, yeah, I did yeah, see like, that. It looked really nice. That was and that was a beautiful affair. And but so, then again, and, is production paying for this, or is really his her mom paying know. for I this? Think, <laughs> ugh, good question. Because that wedding was it was a gorgeous, gorgeous wedding. I mean, the flowers alone had to have cost. I mean, forty grand. I mean, probably. Was, I yeah. saw it. It's, it looked gorgeous. It was it was a beautiful affair. And but then you know it's like she was also looking at these houses with Chris that were like two million, and she's like, okay, not a bad price. And, and who is Chris? Tell me about this guy. Who okay, is so he? Chris is a very interesting character in that he's kind of like this like restaurateur kind of figure that I don't know that he's bringing all like that much to the table. Um, but and there was some contention I think like amongst the ladies, you know, with him being white, and she made this like comment that like his dick wasn't, and like and that was very strange, <laughs> and the ladies really like latched onto that. Um, but he seems to be like a generally level-headed person from what like we've seen of him to try and like rein Candace in because like when she starts to spiral and becomes an absolute monster, 
he is able to kind of like recognize it and like tries to like reel it in a little bit. Um, generally she unsuccessfully. She's like a lot she's, to handle. Oh yeah, she's a lot to handle. Um, I think she has very high expectations of what her life should be. I think she's very entitled. Um, and I think that she definitely believes that she deserves. So I think that's where it comes from the privilege where, I, I mean, I think like the Yamanska kids, like when we saw, I mean, her talking to Amelia Gray, like like they're working, right? Like they're, I mean, and she had her work cut out for her trying to find a doorman for Amelia Gray and like in her early 20s. So it's like, so, I, and I don't think Candace has that same level of work ethic that it's, it's kind of just like, well, I'm a reality star now. I'm Miss USA. So, you know, someone should be cashing checks. I think that's kind of her her thing. And I think that's where she does butt heads with the ladies. And that's also why she makes such great TV because she also isn't self-aware and her sense of entitlement. She seems like she's like the wild card of the group. Am I reading this correctly? In what way though? It seems like she could be the one that like explodes out of no reason. The one that comes with really mean things out of no reason, like nowhere. Like somebody could be like, just like offend her a little bit and she would come with like really like something completely like, nasty back to oh, the yeah. other person okay for sure but she kind of shared that role with ashley who okay. it's going to be very interesting to see this season because ashley's dynamic has totally shifted now that she's a mom and it's interesting because we open on her and we see ashley as kind of a a very scared and kind of panicked which i think is all probably pretty common um but I still think i would like, be that mom i would be the mom that is afraid of everything. yeah jose and i were talking like, about that we were like will we be like ashley because like we <laughs> <laughs> i could see how it could happen um and the edit that they did of her was really funny and just like oh the spiders and uh, a squirrel and like well everyone knows the dingo got the baby <laughs> that edit was really funny to me but Typically in the past, Ashley has been a little bit messier in terms of bringing drama to the table and really kind of like pushing the like. How old movies. is she? She late twenties or early thirties? I probably like early thirties. I think. Okay. Like, or, or perhaps late twenties. Yeah, like there's a pretty good age spread between her and Mr. Darby. Okay, um, so clearly, I saw on the you know how they got here that he is a millionaire from Australia. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, and then there is like these little things about like him grabbing somebody's butt at a bar and those and are the of, rumors. Yeah. Well, and part of the, and what was so interesting, what it played out last year was because it involved production. So he grabbed, a, a, it was like a cameraman's butt at Monique's party. And so they actually show the footage of him saying like, the guy's like, don't do that. Like, don't, don't do that again. Like, no, that's not okay. And he's kind of like, oh, you know, and he kind of just like laughed it off. But it was clear that like the guy felt really uncomfortable. I mean, because because you hear the audio. And so like for them to kind of air it, it was it was wild. Um, I love that production is not holding back anymore. They're like, we are going to show everything. Yeah, they really did. Because you can tell. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was a very. Yeah, exactly. Because like when you watch the footage, like you could tell it would have generally been left on the cutting room floor because the camera kind of like pans down like you don't really see anything but then you're just hearing the audio but that's i think what made it even more dramatic was you could tell like it was not scripted like that was not supposed to happen so it it was wild like it was a very wild do you think that that would make him gay or he was just like being you know being an asshole and was just like i'm gonna grab your ass i don't know like i can't tell him like is it just like a good old boy from australia like messing but then i don't know there's also been a couple of 
things. And then like the rumors this past year were that he was in at a strip club with women. So then it's like, is it to cover? Um, I don't know. Like I, and I am the worst. I think I've said it before on the podcast that <laughs> I, my gaydar is the absolute worst, but I can't clock him. So I'm not, I'm not sure, but but yeah, but that was a very big drama and the ladies really sunk their teeth into it last year. And oh, Ashley was in the hot seat for a lot of it. And of course, she's very defensive because she also, you know, she was kind of plucked from a very ordinary life to kind of live this this very different life with him in that penthouse in Arlington, which, you know, I can only imagine having gone to school in that area, how much that actually costs and knowing a lot of friends to live in that area. I mean, so Ashley, and not that I'm saying she's a gold digger, but I think that you know, when you see like her dynamic and like, and with her mom, like her mom's kind of a mess and expects to be taken care of as well. Now that Ashley's living this life. Mm. And so that's been a big point of contention in their marriage. And then, but her dad wants nothing to do with her. So like we did see a trip last year where like he wouldn't even come to the door. So like she, um, and he doesn't want to do anything to do with her because of who she married or no, any drama from before. Never been in her life really, okay. and I think so. She kind of just wanted some sort of element of closure, and so it was really sad to watch because she could tell like she wanted some sort of validation from this man who is her father, and she is close with a few of her like aunts and uncles from that side. So like there is a link there, and and they kind of cautioned her like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really want anything with you and so so it was really tough to kind of see that but then it was interesting that she did feel like well she claims she felt like she got closure from that um in on her journey to now becoming a parent herself so you think so, that she married michael because he's older because she wanted she was looking for like a daddy figure i think there's some daddy issues there definitely i mean but look who doesn't have them you know like <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> i can freely talk about mine but <laughs> you know it's it is I, I think there there was some of that there so so and i think you know the fact that he did you know have uh he was he was also privileged he's also not got umansky money either but um <laughs> but he provides a good life for and he is a successful restaurateur in arlington so um i think that 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 also kind of played a part where they, you know, own this bar. And, and so I think he's kind of in a bit of that nightlife scene, which I think can be tough, um, you know, for cheating rumors, if that's part of your job is kind of nightlife. So, so it's very interesting. I mean, like these ladies, the, the, the intermixing of all the dynamics is what makes it so fascinating. And at times a real powder keg. It's, I mean, it's a lot. Well, Candice here talking about Candice and Chris, they're celebrating, um, a one-year anniversary and she's doing something that i really really dislike which is a big <laughs> celebration for nothing <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> like i mean yeah it's great a one-year anniversary is great celebrate the two of you go on a trip do something fun. eat your cake why? topper yeah like <laughs> why do you have to throw a party like right. i don't know that bothers me oh but make no mistake as soon as COVID's over uh the first <laughs> theme party i will be having is denim and diamonds because that just <laughs> Nothing to me says class like a denim and diamonds. Listen, party. And, and and the bar with like the fake flowers. Oh boy. And and here I come again. Lies. If you're gonna tell me <laughs> that it cost fifty grand to throw a, a party for like fifty people with hors d'oeuvres and a cash bar. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. I used to work in food and beverage. I call this lies. 
<laughs> well, and I mean, God forbid the grand well, dame they say, they shows up. They said actually 20, 20 grand 20, is what yeah, they say. I so. yeah. Or the, I mean, I guess the, the food and beverage minimum was like 20 grand on a Friday yeah. night or something. So Lies. Still, Lies. I was like, geez, <laughs> what are you serving? Like, is there caviar and everything? Gold I didn't flakes? See it. I didn't see a seafood tower over there. I didn't no, see Nothing from like Leah that. to rip apart. <laughs> yeah, I saw some like carnitas, like on some like little tacos. And, and listen, let's talk about this cash bar. Talk about this for a second. The grand dame was not having it. Of course not. It, and I'm gonna say it's like I'm gonna say it out loud for the record. If you invite me to your party and there is a cash bar, I'm gonna judge you. No, did. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do not invite me to a cash bar party. No. Yeah, that um, that was tough. I think yeah, it's yeah. No, that that was, and, and I think that's where Candace's reality is starting to kind of clash with what she expects and wants because. Mm-hmm. Now that she's kind of cut herself off from Miss Dorothy's checkbook, I think that it, it is tough for her that like, yes, she's going to have her diamonds, denim and diamonds party, but she can't afford a, a hosted bar anymore. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think she's making that much from Potomac and it's unclear as to like what else she's doing. But like how much money did this woman make per episode? I don't know. I I don't think that they're pulling in as much as some of the other cast. Of even course though, not, but at yeah. a minimum, I will say they're making at least ten grand per per episode. I would think. I mean, I would hope. So let's say you know they have how many shows? Ten per season. Let's call them, yeah, let's call them ten. So it's man. not a bad buck. I mean, especially without any talents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, and actually, well, Candace. I should say, Candace. Did she sing? She sings. I think that was her Miss America talent oh, her because talent? Okay. she did a performance. Yeah, there was some performing because, yeah, she's like always singing and Miss Dorothy had her in voice lessons. So, you know, I don't think she's cutting a, a single anytime soon that could, you know, be on par with Listen, Money Can't Buy You Class. Like, but don't she won't say be in, because you never know. That's true. I don't think she'll be in Lou's act anytime soon. But, um, yeah, we do hear Candace singing a lot throughout the season. I'm looking how much they get paid over here because now i want to know like what's the average that's a that's a very good question because yeah i really don't know i mean i think that most of them are like i wouldn't say they're like the wealthiest cast at all but like they clearly i mean monique they have that they're getting that nfl money so like they're good Mm -hmm. um it's unclear like Karen's finances have been very nebulous in the past. She says, it's this year that her net worth for Karen is $10 million. So I don't know how she's comparing this to Bill Gates. I mean, (laughs) that is not Gates money. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, It doesn't say how much they get paid here. Huh. I'm going to dive deep into this because now I want to know. I want to know. One other thing that, that, also was very interesting to me that I did post on Instagram is the scene with Monique doing potty training on an infant. Let, what listen. what was that all about? I listen. was I've never seen that. And so like I would never like mom shame or mom judge or whatever the, <laughs> the trendy terms are. But I just I was fascinated by it because I have never I've never seen that. Well I'm gonna re- confess something here my mom potty trained me when i was a year old you really? know what happened as i grown up i have to be every half an hour okay, uh, okay. <laughs> that's true so. so so that's what happened when you try to potty train somebody that little got it yeah because it was so strange for me yeah because every 15 minutes you're putting the baby on like the thing like go oh. pee go pee so like got it oh that's interesting. that's 
Pavlovian response to the, <laughs> to the little body. Got it. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, then I don't, we will not be doing that for our twins. Um, we'll no, be, I would say you know, no. Let nature, yeah, let yeah. nature have its course. I mean, I'm not saying wait until they're seven years old to potty train them. No, sure. but like, I mean, the baby's nine months old. Yeah. They can't even sit straight yet. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, I guess because that was my thing too, is it's like babies already require just a lot of things. I can't imagine like going to visit a friend and be like, well, don't forget the little potty. Like, I mean, she can afford it in her very large um, luxury, was it a Rolls Royce or a Bentley? Like whatever she's driving. I think it's like a Bentley. It looked like yeah, a Bentley. It seems like it's got some decent trunk space for the potty, but yeah. my little uh, CRV is not going to have the same amount of room. So. Not only that, like what a pain in the ass. Totally. What totally. a pain in the ass. It's I'd to rather be like just change a diaper. A hundred percent. Like that is crazy. But listen, these granola moms nowadays. True. Crazy things funny. are happening over here. Oh, and I will never tire. Like, I think it's such a funny trope of them showing um, when <laughs> when Ashley was pumping, just like fully like on display on camera. <laughs> She's like, and then she kept using the term booby milk, which I kind of felt like was... I don't know. I feel like that's what like I would have said at twelve. Um, I'm gonna like, tell you, she looked fabulous because you can, you don't even like. I I need to know what that thing was. I mean, not like I'm interested in having any kids, but I need to know what that thing was because you couldn't even see a booby or a nipple. Like it oh, was yeah. just like a like a full on corset with like something attached to it. Totally. No. That's not very... the way my sister looked when she was milking. <laughs> it was a very tasteful tube top. Yeah, I mean, you could have worn that to Temple. You could have you know worn it anywhere. It yeah. was. Yeah. That was, no, she's she's a fun one to watch. And it will be very interesting to see if motherhood mellows her or if it doesn't. Because usually it's like you could always kind of count on Ashley to stir the pot a little bit. And and obviously you saw her and Candace are not in a good place. Um, so they they always kind but of- But I have to admit, like, how would you be in a good place? Like, literally you're like giving birth and she's like tweeting mean things about you. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And this is the thing that like- fascinates me about these tv shows because they're supposed to be friends but they really when they're not filming they don't talk to each other no and they're like super mean to each other and what a pain in the ass job you got like i don't oh, sure. <laughs> then have to respond and engage then it's like it turns into a thing no i mean i mean it's great for us to follow along because I don't I love it. um exactly and I, and it's funny because i feel like twitter is is now like the the, the the silent cast member that we don't ever see because and I am all- so sad because I deleted my Twitter account it was giving me a lot of like I'm like I can't handle all this like I can't handle all the news on Twitter like I can't and yeah. I deleted it and now I'm like god damn I need all this gossip that happens on Twitter about like crap TV like I need to know I was watching this has nothing to do and again me going off the railings here but I was watching you're Mary ranting that- that's a whole yeah. theme of the show <laughs> I was watching Married at First Sight, which is a hot mm. mess for another day. And I wanted to go on Twitter and find out more about this. And I'm like, I'm going to have to open a brand new Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, have, what, I, all the youths have their Finstas. You can have like your fake Twitter so that you don't have to like fully engage exactly. in it. So you can have your your Twitter or whatever the, the youths are calling it. But um, I could have. I could, and I could just choose because great. I was watching. I was watching like I was following like a lot of all the news outlets and all the people in politics. So I think that was getting me really overwhelmed. Uh, Maybe I need just a, a, a Twitter account just for like crap TV. It's like, Yeah, why not? I mean, it's an echo chamber of absolute dumpster fire garbage. <laughs> like it's it's not a happy place. Um, like I'm still on it and I, I you know, I, I peruse. But generally after about like, if I go like too deep, I have that, you know, 
why are we here? Like I start asking like really tough existential questions that, um, that I can't answer. And so I gotta, I have to, I have to walk away. So, um, I would just continue relying on some trusted sources like page six to get my news, um, just to make sure I understand what's happening in the world and with the people that I care most about. There you go. Maybe I need to do that. Just like, or actually, you know, I'm just going to like rely on crap TV on, on Instagram. Your I memes mean, can give me all the information that I need. And we like to also amplify other content creators. And so we're always on the lookout for great content to amplify and celebrate what others are doing. Um, I mean, the fact that there is an entire account devoted to housewife haikus is proof to me that life is worth living. And Listen, I love, gonna... and I wish I would have thought of it myself. I love a good haiku. I, I really think that 50 years from now, Andy Cohen is going to be in the history books. Oh, for as, sure. As he should be pioneer. now. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, he should be now. I mean, he, yeah, God bless him I for everything he's given us. Because I, I want to have a little kind of like an altar in my house. You know, I'm like, I'm like hippie like that. I want to have an altar with my sure. things. When I build mine, I'm sure going to put a picture of Andy Cohen there. Just, you as, know, add him to my should. altar. I just I envision you having something similar to Erica Jane's like little chapel like yes. at her house that yeah I need you know I need some classy bougie but elegant right <laughs> right exactly that could have gone the other way if you would have finished it with ratchet but I know that's not your style <laughs> um, but another comment that I also had that I wrote down in my notes uh, that was so funny to me is Ashley talking about Candace and saying hamster face hose and then they fly in a split screen of a uh, a hamster that i just couldn't get enough of the it's producers like, oh my god i love them love the good you know producer <laughs> oh for sure now tell me your initial impressions of robin and juan juan doesn't want to be married that's all i get to say and and I feel that I mean I think I like Robin so far and I yeah. but I thought it was really funny the the whole scene on the kitchen when she's like telling him like we need to get married right. like <laughs> and then he's like like he's forced to say like yeah you know I really love you and then like she starts crying as if she didn't prompt him to say right. that and she's like I'm so happy you're saying this I'm like pretty much you like cornered him into yeah exactly which is great because i do that all the time so i'm not judging her i'm just saying so you and robin are cut from a very similar cloth listen you know sometimes you just have to push them push them into a corner where they have nowhere to go but to tell you a nice compliment for sure their dynamic is so interesting since they were married they got divorced um they had a tremendous amount of financial trouble um, which I think also kind of led to like the cracks in their marriage. But then it's like they were always kind of still together in a sense because like, they also couldn't really afford to live apart. Mm. So it was really interesting. Like they were divorced, but still living under the same roof and, the, and they've got the kids and stuff. Um, and then he basically he proposed last season. So like it's kind of been back. Like they they've always been, you know, very... I wouldn't say fraud because I've also used that word too many times in this episode already, but, um, but yeah, they've had a really unique dynamic and that I do I think, think that they love each other, but I agree with you. I don't think that Juan necessarily. I think that when a guy proposed and there is not like an actual follow up with a date, it's just like a, like a, I'm just giving you this. So you shut up. Right. <laughs> so not the case. And just to tell the story, when my husband proposed to me immediately after I put the ring on, I put on my paper calendar and I'm like, we're picking a date right now. <laughs> It was like, I just enjoyed this moment. I'm like, I'm right. enjoying it when I write it down on my calendar. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Now, I don't know how you feel, but for me, I think Juan could maybe edge out like the Evan Goldschneiders for me as hottest husband. I am Kate is really good looking. That both of them are like extremely good looking. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So I think, yeah, yeah, I go for that. Yes. With like more of the, so he had more of the beard, which I don't know if I'm interested in as much, but um, yes, Juan. What, Juan where can is get he it. from? Because I'm always interested when like an American is named Juan. Like Unclear. that's not an American name. No, <laughs> maybe it's like maybe there's some like Dominican. I, maybe, Actually, I should I, probably stop because I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say something wrong that will get us canceled before but, we've even started. But but now I'm gonna I'm gonna Google where Juan comes from because I'm always like when when I hear somebody's called Juan or or is he like Don Juan from like Candice? Ah, interesting. I don't, no, I I don't know. know. No. I think, I mean, you could probably look up Juan Dixon, like from his NBA, his time in the see. NBA. I'm going to Google um, this. I right think he now. played in Toronto as well. But yeah, but I, I like their dynamic. Robin is, Robin is a fun one because like she's, she's so mellow and, and chill. Like we don't really see too, too much that ruffles like Robin's feathers. So she kind of adds a bit of an element of levity to all of it. And, and it's interesting because you know, to kind of rebuild their life. Um, uh-huh. they've, they've been flipping houses. So it was kind of like a really big shift um, that she's kind of assuming like the realtor role and kind of putting some things together. And so um, they kind of have a bit of a like Catania dynamic going on, but with much more overt that like Robin wants to be married again to Juan, like no question. Well, I just Google here and he is as American as American Pie, apparently. Oh, okay. He's like family grandparents and all that from the united states so i I rescind any dominican (laughs) comment that i made and to our dominican listeners i apologize if that is offensive and we love you for listening i yeah i just want to know uh interested like maybe they just listened to the name juan and they loved it you know it does have a certain it rolls off the tongue very well (laughs) it's juan i like it okay so so i think yeah i think I, I like to see where this goes, but I see some, um, I, I see some hesitation on him. Oh, for and, sure. and again, I, I, I'm virgin to this show. I don't know any of the backstory. So like, I don't know what's but going on. But your housewife on. intuition is quite impressive because Listen. I mean, after one episode, you're already kind of clocking these ladies. 10 and- years. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've developed quite a sixth sense for it. I'm very impressed. And you know that I'm always looking for the little details to give me clues into actually what's going on. So ask my husband. You cannot try to tell me a lie. I will find out. (laughs) It's true. And that's that's what makes us such a great dichotomy since I just let it all wash over me and kind of take it as as it comes. But... You know, we also meet in this um, episode a new the, a new cast member, Doctor, so, Doctor Dr. Wendy, Doctor Wendy, which I'm already loving. I think that you know whoever is really in casting has I don't know if there's some shakeups at Bravo or what, but they're bringing us some really great folks. I think Sutton wasn't an, an oopsie, but um, like think, for the Leas and the Doctor Wendys, I'm thinking there's some good choices that are being. Made. You know what? I don't hate uh, Sutton. I don't. I it, it, she gives me something. I don't know Does if she. she- it's completely, but she gives me something. Yeah, she gives me just like rich snob that. But you know what? Beverly Hills needed that because that. I think that Kyle wanted to be the person in charge over there. And then comes this other person that seems to be more 
affluent than her. And you know, that's a trigger for Kyle. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. So, so yes. Oh, I love how we jump from one to the other. I was going to say, not to digress <laughs> too much further, but, um, but, but one thing that really like got me and like this kind of just like brought me back to some of my days working in entertainment when she was like, I'm not happy. Like when they're at that insane fitting and she couldn't even try on a freaking, you know, whatever it was. Uh, and Listen, she's like, you have I'm, to I'm not be, happy. I'm, you, what, you know what happens be, when I'm not happy? Have to be completely obnoxious and obnoxious rich to go to a private fitting to right. Dolce Gabbana and put on a show. And also I'm, be like, send this to my hotel because uh, no, I'm not doing this in here. Like, I mean, if I said that at the Nordstrom rack, like, what would they do? Like, if I'm in there with, you know, my irregular Tommy Bahama <laughs> button downs, like, I'm, I'm not happy. Humble sales associate at Nordstrom rack. I, you know, I don't know. What they tell me? Go to Marshalls then? Like, maybe I will. I mean, it, it's very strange to me. I love how shocked Dorit was. Like, she could not believe what was happening. Right. And so, I mean, again, no to the grass, but like Italian Dorit is my favorite. <laughs> Dorit, bellissima, it was, bellissima. Yeah. It, she's just the right level of insufferable that you kind of, I'm also loving an Italian Dorit. And I, I, I'm anxious to see where our Potomac ladies go this year because. Well, it, it showed Portugal. Oh, that's right. That's right. Portugal. That's right. Okay. We did see. I, okay. I can't wait to see this crew because it's completely new to me, how they act in a foreign country. I can't and wait. It, yeah, and it always does kind of like give, you know, give us some hesitation because, you know, Let sometimes these- Let me ask these, you. Yes. Do they travel with a glam crew? No, no, okay. these ladies, um, not that I've, not in, in trips past. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a very different tone. I mean, and, and like we've done, um, oh gosh, where did we go last year? Like, I know, like, we actually went out to, like, a farm for a couple of episodes from, like, a former cast member, and things got very strange on the farm. Um, but it's, like, but it was so dramatic. So, like, it didn't give us necessarily all the wish fulfillment that I think we do get in this Italian trip with our Beverly Hills ladies. But they're, but they, they do kind of bring, it's a different type of drama because it's not the same level of, like, glam. I like this about the whole franchise situation that each city is so different yes and i mean of course it's the same petty drama yes right right but <laughs> each each city has like different levels and i i think that nobody or no other cast is as obnoxious as beverly hills they are oh, really sure. at the top of yeah, obnoxiousness. For sure. and i and that's why i think what potomac i think that's why people have kind of slept on it because like they're not these insanely rich you know like it's kind of like what does it give us and it's like what's it what it's giving us is guilty so exactly <laughs> i mean then that's why i think people slept on it and it's and and then last season was very interesting because we got a lot of um so like giselle's uh relatives like some, i mean she comes from civil rights leaders so there was a lot of um there was like a trip to we went to new orleans and so that's the thing. Like it wasn't the most like glamorous trip, but we got some elements of like history. There was still plenty of drama, but it's, it was such a fun flavor because we got something that was much more real. That was great to kind of talk about. And we got to meet some civil rights leaders and people that, you know, really contributed to the fabric of the nation. And like, that was really cool. So it was kind of like we had equal parts, the same like petty level of drama, but then we also got something more of that was more substance. Like a real thing. <laughs> exactly. That it was, it was like how cool to see like her and her element. And like, and there was like a big party for Giselle's. I think it was her dad. 
and yeah, it was like her dad and like he was part of the movement. And so then there were these other people and they were, you know, talking about it. And so it was just really cool to see those ladies. Like that was what kind of brought them together because they could all relate as black women to, you know, to, to the people that came before them. And so it was kind of nice. Like that was the element that brought them together where it's like, we're not really seeing that on Beverly Hills. We're not having like a why, lot of moments of Beverly Hills. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we're still seeing like the Denise of it all. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But we're also kind of building, building, building to something that is still kind of just playing itself out. And like, we just are getting some like really tense dinners, which is great to watch. But, but that's, I think what was cool about the Potomac ladies. And I do think that we see a few of them have much more kind of genuine bonds and like, and genuine, you know, like, disagreements and like genuine kind of frenemy dynamics and so I kind of like that I'm excited I'm also I don't know if I got I mean you hype me out and I see like all of these Bravo accounts that I follow that they're like if you're not watching this you're really missing out so I'm like okay is this pure pressure okay I give in I'm gonna watch it (laughs) but I have to say that the first episode like I didn't disappoint I saw some red flags that I'm like okay this is gonna turn out like a hot mess and I'm here for it sure Um, I like you know some of the characters I think you know like Karen I think she is oh yeah and did you see that apparently she did a live on Instagram and like Rihanna was commenting on it Wild, like, wild. I mean, if that doesn't make you want to watch, like, I mean, then come on. I don't I, know what else we could do. I think this is one of the things that I think is absolutely crazy about these housewives. That are just like, you know, whatever, normal people per se, you know, air quotes, normal people. Sure. But then you have like real celebrities invested totally. in this. Absolutely. And I tell you again, one of my favorites is when they ask Beyonce how her concert went went and she's like gone with the wind fabulous drop oh. dead as leah would say this is I know. <laughs> it's so true i mean it is it is so true and it's funny how social media does play such a funny part because even last season um you know karen we, we saw a very different karen last season because her parents had passed w- mm. within relatively close times of each other and sh- which was devastating i think for anybody and so but she kind of had to play her grief out on tv and i think that was really hard for her but also because she's so extra, her grief was even to a next level. I'm sure. And there was a scene in New Orleans that, you know, they were all supposed to be going to coming together for this dinner. She didn't feel up to it, but then she's on live and she's on Instagram live, like talking to all her fans. And so they're in like the lobby of the hotel and Giselle's like, Karen's on live. And so it's like, she's so exhausted and can't be with us, but yet she can be on live. And so then that kind of became like its own set of things. And, it, and so it is kind of funny just how like the role of social media has influenced the stories that, that we're also seeing play out. And let me ask you, are they comparing, you know, comparing Potomac to, let's say, Beverly Hills? Are they okay. as petty that they carry on something and like a, a, a dog with a bone, as Teresa would say, like they don't <laughs> drop it? Or are they like New York that they give you so many in one episode and the next episode is that a wide new canvas, a brand new day. What yeah. is it? I think I think it's a it's a nice mix of both. Like okay. I think we don't get hung up on because I think some of the petty stuff in Beverly Hills, it's like they make they blow it up to it's be ridiculous. something ridiculous, and yeah, I and mean, it doesn't deliver. Whereas like what we're but what we're also dealing with in Potomac is some like real shit. I mean the the camera person pressed charges against Michael last season. So like that, I mean it was later dismissed as we saw in this season, and uh-huh. they made it very clear. So it's like you see come, some of these like recurring themes because. That- bothers me now that you tell me this because it's like if it got dismissed because it's like either you dismiss this or you lose your job or it got dismissed because he was like okay well come 
annoyed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a good question because also too like Michael. I mean, they probably could have settled privately if he seems to have the funds to just be like, look, like yeah, I did something wrong. Here's some money. Bye. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna dive because, deep into this. <laughs> yes, this this is a good one for some of your investigative journalism, but um, but it but it so like I think in this season we see an explosive fight that erupts. Um, we already saw that. That um, seems crazy. Like that seems. If you thought Nini attacking a cameraman on her closet was too much, yeah. and if you thought that Danielle being chased out of, you know, Kim's the um, right. fashion show was a lot, <laughs> I think this one, I was just like on the edge of my seat. Yeah. And I don't know these ladies. I'm not emotionally involved with any of them. And I was just like, you will what be. is going on in here? Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting thing is what we saw. Actually, because they did show a clip of the farm scene like Monique, has a very short fuse. And so like when she pops off, she pops. And so, I mean, and then, and but Candace is the same. So like a, a lot of these ladies, they are also very strong-willed, which is why I think they make great TV. But when they kind of reach their, their breaking points, like they will go at it, which I think that that's what we don't necessarily see in some of the other franchises in, in a way. And, and Monique, I mean, even at that, that barbecue where she, I mean, I think one of the lines was like, I'll drag you like even pregnant. I mean, like, she yeah. was so pregnant and she was like mad. And I mean, and also too, Candace like also doesn't let things go. So like Candace does have a way to push buttons and she knows it. So I think they even said it when she's tweeting, she does find something and then she'll go for the jugular, kind of like a Dorinda will do. But like the difference is, is these ladies like aren't having it. And so... I also think too, Candace is one of the youngest of the group. So I think they also kind of look at her as like, watch her place, little girl. And then that mm. kind of infuriates her even further because she is so entitled that she's like, don't speak to me in that way. And I am not little. And, and so I think that like there's, there's, that's where all the dynamics come into play so beautifully to just make a powder keg of reality gold. Oh, so I, I'm yeah, excited. This, I'm excited. That's all I have to say. I'm excited for you because I think that a lot of people have been sleeping on Potomac and I've also felt the same way about Dallas, although last season was a bit of a snooze. Um, but I think that, yeah, these, these kind of up and coming franchises that aren't the, aren't the legacy that we've come to rely on are also bringing us something different because they don't have the same amount of history that a New York or a Beverly Hills has. Listen, I'm excited about Salt Lake City. It, it was like a lot of hype and then it went completely silent. Yeah. What happened? When are they going to drop that one? Is it actually happening? Know. What's going on? Because that's one that I do want to watch. I have and a lot of questions about it. I also have a lot of questions. And I think what Salt Lake City could also give us just based on what I know of the Mormons in Salt Lake City <laughs> <laughs> is that there is money. And so yes. we would, we're going to be seeing, I think we will have a similar wish fulfillment that we would see in a Beverly Hills, um, in a New York. Yeah. I mean, they, these, there's cash out there. I like, I want to see, I mean, I'm really excited and I love my housewives. Definitely my favorite, uh, forever will be my favorite. Even if I, I mean, watch a lot of crap TV is still like they're at the top. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, while we're on the subject of crap TV, what else are you watching these days? Like, what? what well, uh... I just finished watching this whole uh, marriage at first sight, which uh, okay, it's a hot mess. It is a combination of like um, blind love, love is blind, or whatever the thing that we okay. cover. Yes. So it has like a little twist on that because they have to like marry literally at first sight without even seeing each other. So oh that immediately is like, okay, well, this is a disaster waiting right. to happen. <laughs> it's- and then, you know, there are some interesting characters in there. So, like, I got really excited at the beginning. And then 
it was too long. I'm like, we could have cut it this instead of like 12 episodes. Could have been right. eight. So got it. Okay. It was long, and then you know the end. You know whatever. So I'm like, is it worth to do an episode? Maybe not, but maybe we can do an episode where we talk a lot about of other things, and they could sure. fit into kind of that. I don't think that I need to put you through through a whole 12 <laughs> episodes of that. I don't think that it's you know worth watching it but but it was interesting you know it was also what people do is it, are you doing this for love are you doing this because right. you want to be on tv like how far do you go oh that's a tough question that's a very and, good question and also i have questions because i don't remember because i got married so many years ago and i don't remember this but you recently get married so you probably remember this when you get your marriage license the two of you have to go right yes yeah we have to go People can see my yeah. hand expressions, yeah. but I'm yeah. like going There's crazy. There's a lot of gesturing um, and exasperation. and So don't lie to me. Don't tell me you're getting married at first sight when you had ah. to go and get a marriage license. Okay? Well, Liars. Liars. It's a very large <laughs> hole that was poked in the fabric of that entire franchise. Exactly. I'm like, uh, no. Well, the first thing that I thought, I'm like, they're not... They're not signing a marriage license. They're just like pretending to be married. Got but it. then, of course, I have to go and do some, you know, dive deep. And actually, there is in this last season, there is two, two, two couples that are really battling a divorce. And they're oh. in deep trouble because apparently in South Carolina, for you to actually sign a divorce, you have to be separated for a year. Okay. So now these people that were for like, eight weeks with somebody. Now they have to go throughout this whole process to actually get a divorce. Oh, geez. So I'm like, all of you are fools, first right. of all. Right. <laughs> and now now I'm thinking they had to go together and get a marriage license. So you had to see this, you know, person before you married him. Got it. Oh, so, so mm. unless they blindfold them and just like lead them into like the the, count, the clerk's office and just a poor production assistant, like leading these people in, doing a conga line into the, the courthouse. But I don't think because that will be like you need to like sign and all that like this makes no sense right i think you have to acknowledge the fact that you're about to get married yes consent exactly element of consent well if i may i have something very quick i'm excited rant on if you haven't seen it already it is another netflix property love on the spectrum i Um, told you last week but tell me all about it you're you're correct (laughs) Um, i was gonna tell you you were correct um it is the most wholesome thing on TV. Um, I am obsessed with every one of the people that they follow. But let me ask you, isn't Michael at the top of the list? Oh, he's a legend. <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael for me is, yeah, he, he Listen, is a, a star. He is an absolute star. Would you tell this woman that, that at his funeral, what the people would say about the love story, I, I was yeah. laughing and crying at the oh, same time. Oh, I know. Time. I know. It's true. And if you haven't watched Listener, um, it is... Absolutely worth it. It's not a, it's not a huge. I think there's what like five or six episodes. Yeah, and you watch them like fast. It's like in, yeah, and it's and it is so sweet, and you want all of them to be happy. Um, I think there's so much we can learn from them, kind of looking at their journey. Like I was watching Mark, and I just thought, I want to kind of emulate Mark's kind of. Zest which one is life. Mark? I don't remember which one is Mark. So Mark had. Um, he was the guy who he loved dinosaurs and he yes, um, he was so sweet he was so sweet he's so respectful and he just like you know he was approaching things like today's gonna be a great day and i just thought what a great lesson that we should all take from mark and that he was very he practiced a lot of gratitude he I was, was 
something that surprised me on this show is the level of respect for like the blind date. Like none of yes. them felt entitled. All of them were yep. like, could I, are you, do you feel comfortable? I was just like, are you kidding me? How yeah. like, hello, everybody else learn <laughs> make notes i know it was it was great i mean it was really interesting like i think you know i was like i was rooting for all of them to to find you know someone i loved and then the the couples that were <gasps> together okay. like they were the most precious and then i just wish nothing but the best for them of just like happiness I, and it was it was so great i love how the production did it when she, they're like i don't remember her name the girl with the snake Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, yeah. they're like interviewing her and asking her who would be the guy of her dreams, and she's yes. like describing it. And then like she looks to the side and she's like, "Come on over." And I'm like, "What's happening here?" And then oh, yeah. like her husband's, I was like, I was a hot mess. I was crying. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> they were the sweetest to watch, and how he proposed on the bus that he oh. drove, like it was, and he just they want to have a, a you know a place where he can see the trains. And I just another thought, thing to learn, beautiful like, life. He was just like, I just want a house where I can see the train every day and share with her this life. And then yeah. I would be like, anybody else would be complaining about the dang train. We'll be like, and I hate the train. This is that the was worst. my first thought. I was like, oh god, the noise of a train. And I thought, I am the absolute worst because like that is his dream, and I, I, I hope, and I think they got it. I think they, they got they told it. Yeah, they got it, which was so exciting, and I, I, and I loved, um, I loved toward the the very end, Jimmy and, um, and his his. Um, his pool prowess. I mean, here we go. I love, love like the guy breaks and then he just immediately wins the whole thing. He's like, well, good game. <laughs> he just smoked that I, other guy and it was I so love, great. I love that when he went to propose how nervous he was and he yeah. was like fixating on the socks. Yes. And I'm like, that's something that I will do too. Like I will fixate yeah. on something that has nothing to do with what's about to happen just totally. to like, because I'm nervous or something like that. Yeah. I'm, there is um, so there's sweet. another show on Hulu that's called I believe it's called Atypical, which is also Netflix. great. Netflix uh, is it? It's, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. Okay, and I love it. That show is also great and like just very endearing. But yeah, I'm I I know I'm late to the party on Love on the Spectrum, but I'm so glad that I watched it. It really just lifted up my spirits. I think that I it was nice to watch something so pure and wholesome and you feel really strongly for these people and you just want them to be happy. And as they're kind of learning and navigating the social skills, which I think is, can be challenging for anybody. And so I think that um, I was really interested in the therapist. I thought her work with, with um, people yes. was really interesting. She was fascinating to kind of listen to and how she coached them on dates. And um, it, it was, it was awesome. Something that I think that was very interesting that again, because you know, I don't have kids and you know, I don't know anybody on the spectrum, but something that they mentioned that is just like, there is a lot of support when they are kids. And there is not right. that much support when they're adults. And right. as an adult, they have the same needs that we sure. all have. They want to be loved. They want to be in a relationship. They want to be independent. So, I mean, I really, I love that, that reality. Like, I yeah. loved it. I loved the way that it was filmed, that it was like the way they showed the, the people. I thought that it was very well documented and made with, like, respect and boundaries. And I thought it was really, right. really sweet. One of the scenes that I love is when Michael is at the date on the restaurant and mm. he goes with a tide and he's so well presented and, and his date gets a little bit overwhelmed and she she leaves. And right. then he's sitting there and he like his tide is like undone and he's just like looking at the camera like, oh, was it too much? I'm yeah. like, oh my God, you're a sweetheart. And I was like, no, Michael, it was perfect. Like you did everything right. And it, and it was so, it was so lovely. 
Um, I was also rooting for Kelvin too. Like he was such a sweetheart. Which one is Kelvin? I remember. He was the Asian guy, and then when they went to like that oh, hibachi, yes. and the the woman immediately pulled out like the video <laughs> games, and and they were playing, and and she I, was really funny because she was like, "Oh, it kind of sucks at this." And, I love how. Uh, what's the word like? Upfront, they are. There yes, is not like very honest. Yes, very like, very literal. Yes. Um, that was interesting, I think, like to watch, but I definitely, and then I loved Maddie's energy. The one uh, she, I loved how she could just like, I mean, she started a conga line. Yeah, um, she it. knew what she wanted. And it was so funny because I was texting with some friends and I'm like, look, Maddie gets it. She's like, I want tall, rich, six pack. And like all of us, we're all, even all in relationships, everyone's like, yeah, same, same. Like we're all in like very loving relationships of just that. Yeah, I want that too, Maddie. Maddie gets it. I mean, I, it was. I thought it was she great. was really, really great, and I also thought how like when she went on a date with the guy with the dinosaurs, like yeah. even how she was like, ah, "This is too much for me." Like you're really yeah. into this. <laughs> I know it was, it was. It was lovely, and I love the Australian accent. So I thought it was. I do too. I, I, yeah. I actually I, I watched it the other day for the second time. I'm like. I need something to lift me up. I need it I need really some is. Michael in my life. <laughs> totally, totally. And if you haven't watched it, it's absolutely worth it. It's a great kind of weekend binge. It will certainly lift your spirits. It will give you something else to focus on since, you know, things still aren't that great. For, yeah. For any of us in this country. But if you, I mean, if, and also too, if you wanted a break, it was kind of a, a nice respite because I, you know, I was like, well, I got to catch up. I've got busy week i've got new york to watch we've got we're barreling towards a reunion so i'm deeply involved in their social media to see the looks we got a lot of beverly hills potomac is back i had a very busy week so it was a nice you know it's like i'm sorry i can't take any more appointments I'm, my diary is quite full um but uh, so this was kind of a really nice palate cleanser to kind of restore my faith. In, it was like, in... especially after watching things like 90 Day Fiancé, you right. know, this crap of like married at first sight. I was like, right. I, I need, I need Jesus. I need something to like lift me up. Because... Yeah. For me, you know, Jesus isn't quite cutting it these days. So I'll take Michael. Michael <laughs> is, is, is more in his place. So, oh, so good. So good. Yes. And I, I really, I mean, I'm looking forward to a second season. I think it will be interesting. I am too. I, I am too. I'd love to see some updates, maybe meet some some new new folks. But I, I, I really do hope that, because I think it did kind of, not for, to spoil it for our listeners, but kind of, you know, saying where they left them off. Um, so I would love to kind of pick back up and, and see kind of, you know, after some time has now passed, um, you know, what, what that has, has done for them. And, and I hope they're, I just hope they're happy. I wish... But- all of them, only the best. I, I love how, you know, how how upfront they are, but also like how, how as they would say, how cheeky they can be. So it's cheeky, that, it yeah. So, so, the day that they had the girl with like the, the snake and, yeah. and the girl with the train, uh, the day they had like by the, by the water and how gentle he is towards her. Like he what a devoted husband. I know. So sweet. The so sweetest. Sweet. All right. I think we need to wrap it up. We talk a lot, a little bit of everything. We cover some other new things. Next episode, I think we're going to have a guest. Maybe. Yes. Maybe yes. Maybe we'll yes. <laughs> and, and yes, we have to cover definitely Rome. And we oh, also yeah. have to cover New York because, I mean, it's a lot. A lot happening. A lot. A lot is going on. But I, I can't wait. Our ladies always deliver. And we got some sneak previews of the reunion looks um in a in a pandemic an in-person world. reunion so. an in-person reunion who knew that those little things i mean it was such a monumental thing to be able to do it in person but 
Um, I could not get enough of the comparisons to Hannibal Lecter with Ramona's Listen, see-through mask. Listen, and I have mask. to tell you something that I did last <laughs> night, and I thought, I'm like, Patrick is going to be so proud of me because now that Instagram has reels, just like yes. TikTok, I was able to find an audio from Ramona. And I oh. went back to my drama school, and I wrote it down, and I learned the stupid clip, and I was able to, like, lip sync completely perfect to Ramona. It took me literally, like, 45 minutes. And then the stupid audio did not save. I oh, was so no. upset oh, because no. it was so good. And I, like, soon. I'll master soon. this. And that will be my new thing. <laughs> I, I'm here for it. Um, I can't wait. I thought they all looked beautiful. Um, really brought it for Leah. Leah brought it. Leah served so hard that you knew. I think part of it just to spite Ramona, and I cannot 100%, wait to see. 100%. Oh yeah, and I cannot wait to see how this reunion plays out. Alrighty, well, be we've great. got tons to cover. So I mean, I can't wait. But until next time, uh, it was nice talking to you and seeing Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> And, and as always, keep following us on Instagram. Tell us what other things you're watching. We'd love to know if there's something that should be on our radar at Crap TV. And, uh, you know, slide, us, slide into our DMs. We're, we're very open and we are highly responsive because we'd love to yeah. talk to you. Yeah, and leave us a review on iTunes, please. please. Help, help us rank better. That's all yes, we want. exactly. Only <laughs> awesome. if it's good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm ready. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.